Welcome, welcome. Wait, hold on. I, I can't do that. I can't do that. That is only made for Carl Anderson, which unfortunately is not here today, guys. We will say a prayer for him. We will salute to him. We'll drink a beer for him. Unfortunately, the host, the man with the plan, the guy who has an edible arrangement in his lap right now. He, you know, unfortunately, he um, he got hit with a softball. Yeah, he, his, he made a bad decision. <laughs> he made a bad coaching decision. Uh, got hit with a base uh, softball in his nose. And, uh, you know, they, they not rushed him to surgery, but kind of in an impromptu surgery yeah. to his nose. And um, he's currently recovering. So this episode, therefore, is dedicated to the one and only Carl Anderson, the welcome, welcome, welcome of the pod. Carl, we love you. I do think, though, if it was one of us, he'd be calling us a, a pussy and whatever else. Because, you know, like his nose is legitimately, like, broken and it went in. He has, like, blood coming out. If it was one of us, he'd be calling us out, whatever else. But I guess yeah. we'll give him a pass on this one. Yeah. I, I guess so. You know, he just sent us some pics where I kind of feel bad for him when I saw the pics. I was like, oh. But, but how about the fact that he didn't even tell us he was having surgery? What the So thanks fuck? for the invite, Carl. <laughs> Hey, Carl, thanks for the invite for not letting us know your fucking uh, medical history over here. That you, all of a sudden, Tyler... Wait, hold on. Let's, let's talk about this really quick. Tyler gets a text, not Josh, not JB. Tyler gets a text no, from Katie. We have, we have my, yeah, my, my wife. Your wife? Yeah, from his wife. From his wife. But nobody thought about me. What if I'm concerned? What if I'm a concerned friend? Then I want to worry about him. I understand. Yeah. I understand. So, you know, Carl, fuck you. I love you, but tell me when you're about to have surgery. Because maybe I want to surprise you with the edible arrangement, even though I did. And, uh, you know. Hey, or or maybe you. we wanted to show up. You know, yeah, you know, you know, maybe we wanted to be there with flowers. Wait, Come wait, on. We might have had balloons. <laughs> I'm not a big balloon guy, but anyway. <laughs> well, th- this, this episode... Episode 16, I believe, right? Whatever, I don't know. Whatever it is. Wow. Shit show number 16. It has been... Thank you, Tyler. It has been a shit show for 16 episodes. Thank you guys for listening. But, um, guys, dedicated to Carl. But opening up, I guess we can talk about Coach O. I would say it's the the top... It's the top topic, just in general. (laughs) As as we're at Corner Bar Young Tour right now, we look and it says Ozron on the big screen here on ESPN. Tyler, t- tell me, give me your perspective. Just tell me your opinion about what's going on. I mean, I, we, we all kind of called this. You know, we all saw it coming. Um, as more and more stories come out, the uglier and uglier it gets about just yeah. different things going on. It's a lot. I mean, it's, it's long overdue. I mean, it, it sounds crazy. Like, people outside of Louisiana or, or really don't pay attention to LSU think it's crazy that LSU's firing a coach that won a national championship just two football seasons ago. But I think if you're someone who really has been paying attention, um, you know, y'all made fun of me about my rant after the, the game at UCLA. But the things that I said in a non-normal thinking state were true in that it's a lot of the reasons why he got fired. And LSU doesn't hasn't looked like LSU for a while. I will give him credit for – or I'll give the players credit for last week, um, you know, and finding a way to win that game. Um but I think that's probably another story for another day, you know, more about that. But it's, it's what's needed for LSU. Um, I'm sure we'll talk some about 
who's, who's going to be next. Wow. I've had some strong feelings about it, right? <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go into that, if you want to give your feelings and all this, but... Yeah, I, I, let, let, me, let me take a turn before you, before sure. you get into who's next. You know, it, it's, it's funny because I've been, I feel like I've been with, with everybody in terms of like, Coach O needs to be gone, it, it's time, let, let, let's... He was good for Louisiana. But he's not good for LSU, if that makes sense, right? We all wanted to cheer for Coach O because he's like a hometown guy. We want good for him. We won the national championship, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like D1 college football, high-end high college football, you got you to gotta get wins. And that's what it boils down to. Um, I'm good with it. We all called it. Um, I would say that I almost feel a little bit sad, though. I don't know why. I feel a little bit sad that Coach O is not going to be the leader of this team and be able to, like, not only finish the season, because obviously with the contract negotiation, he's going to finish the season, but not going to be able to, like, lead it on to another season, right? So there's a little bit of, not guilt, I think he's done He's done what he needs to do to, to serve LSU, either in a good way or a bad way. But the, now that the decision is officially made, I feel a little bit indifferent. I don't know. Yeah, and this might sound really cutthroat, okay, some of the things I'm going to say. but Not from you, Tyler, no. <laughs> I, I know. And, but I am with you in that, like, I don't I don't like when people get fired. Like, as someone who coaches, like, right. I obviously don't want to go through that. But, like, because I know it's not just affecting him. It's affecting all those other coaches, all those players who he recruited there. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you got families that, that are scrambling right now, you know, guys who are scrambling. Um, but it's it's been time. Um yeah, it's, there's a lot of things I want to say that aren't PG that I'm not gonna say on here. Come on, man. Nah, man. Let it out. Let it out. It's and there, you know, some people would say, "Oh, it's easier to say it now." If you ask people who know me, when they hired him, I thought it was a joke of a hire. No you shit. fired it. You fired a coach. I was not a Les Miles guy, okay? But you fired a guy who won ten games a year for your defensive line coach, who was unsuccessful. Oh, but he loves LSU. So do I. So should I be the coach? No, that's stupid. Congratulations, you just got the job. Yeah, man. yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> that's completely stupid. And right. when you have an incompetent AD like they had when they had Joe Oliva, that's what happens. They swung and missed with their top two candidates and Tom Herman and Jimbo Fisher, and that's what we ended up with. Now, because they ended up with him is probably why they ended up with, with um, Joe Burrow. Okay? So it was a perfect storm as far as that went. All right? Now, give him credit where credit's due, recruiting some of the guys he got. Um, you know, some of those other guys were, were there from the Miles era, but I don't want to give Miles credit for anything because he's a scumbag. You shouldn't, um, by the way. So, I, I, like, as bad as the last few years have been, I don't think you can totally discount 2019. It was lightning in a bottle, but at the same time, if you're going to blame him for the last few years, you got to give him credit for 2019. With that being said, everything you read is who he was when he took the job is not who he is today, and he's someone who just cannot handle the success. Right? He's someone who hasn't had a lot of success, yeah. so when he had success, he didn't know how to handle it. I tell people this all the time, and this is not, it's not a subtle brag or anything like this. Getting to the top is difficult, okay? Maintaining being at the top is extremely difficult. I'll never forget I told our, our players in 2016, and I've said this before in here, that was tough winning the state championship, but the next year was going to be the toughest baseball season of their lives. And it was. We struggled early, and then we got rolling, and we choked in the finals, okay? But it's just hard. It's just difficult. 
winning is difficult. Yep. And so I think 2019 made a lot of people realize that, like, not, not realize, it made a, a lot of people realize that we take winning for granted. And I hate to say it like this, but Ogeron just, he's not a very good coach. He's not a very good head football coach. He's not. And he's not made for that. He's made to recruit players, coach the defensive line, be a motivator. His, motivate, his motivating tactics, obviously, were on full we're force yeah. on Saturday in the win against Florida. Um, but he's, he's not a head football coach, okay? And you're LSU, okay? Do I think LSU is the best program in the country? No. But LSU has so many built-in advantages. Like, you, UL is a good program right now. But they're not a major program that you're competing against for major players in your state. You're getting kids from Texas. You're getting kids the top player from Mississippi last year. You're getting players from all over the place. So you have so many built-in advantages. And let's not discount this. How ridiculous is this? And not enough people have talked about this. The last three head coaches at LSU have won a national championship. Three separate coaches have won a national championship at LSU. One was Les Miles, one was Ed Ogeron. Holy hell. And the third was Saban? And, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's one yeah. to say, you know. Right, right. So you've had one, I don't want to say competent head coach, but one, like, guy who has, like, really done it other places. Right. You know, and it's kind of crazy when you think about it. And so when I said Lincoln Riley from the beginning, and y'all were, oh, oh, oh. Somebody like Lincoln Riley, to me, how can he not look at that job and say, holy shit. Holy shit. This is golden. This is I'm golden. Oklahoma. I'm going to the SEC. Well, yeah, they're going to the SEC. Why would he want the job? To me, that's even more reason he should take the job because he's fighting like hell with Texas and Baylor and A&M to get kids in Texas. Right. You come to Louisiana, I'm not saying half your roster is going to be Louisiana kids, but a lot of them in a recruiting class are going to be Louisiana kids. To play, to play for LSU? Hell yeah. And, why, why wouldn't you? And you're, 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 you're still Lincoln Riley. You're going to get whatever the hell quarterback you want in the country. Okay, so that's who it should be. LSU needs to back up the freaking truck and say, all right, Lincoln, this is what we're paying you. He says, no, okay, all right, Lincoln, this is what we're paying you. He says, no, okay, all right, Lincoln, this is what we're paying you. He says, no, you keep saying it until he says yes. Just, just keep paying him, is what you're saying. Scott, I'm not coming. Yes, you are, Lincoln. <laughs> Nick Saban wasn't going to Alabama, right? Look where he's at, okay? So yeah. when Lincoln Riley doesn't take it, all right, there's a lot of different options. I, I don't like some of the options I'm hearing. <laughs> I don't like Mel Tucker getting a job. Um, Mel Tucker is 13 and 12 as a, as a head coach. What he's doing at Michigan State this year is great. They're 7 and 0. Okay, but he's had one half season good as a head coach. He was at Colorado. They weren't good last year. Michigan State. They weren't good. Okay, now taking over a program is difficult, right? And what he's doing the second year is great, but he doesn't have a big enough rap sheet as to success he's had. Like a big resume is what you're saying to to make it And he's had a a really good assistant coach, you know, track record, whatever. You're LSU. You're not hiring an assistant coach. Right. You you just hired an assistant coach. I was going to say those exact words. Like, Ed Ogeron is the assistant coach that we hired as a head coach. You just did that. And obviously we saw... Yeah, I mean, and so post the success, what that came to, right? And he, at least from Louisiana, you know, <laughs> you look at some of the other names, James Franklin. I, I'm in the minority in that I don't love it, but I would be okay with it. Um, 
you. My two people are Lincoln Riley okay. and Lane Kiffin. I was going to bring up Lane. I was, Tyler, give me your opinion. Like, I personally, I think you brought it up. You brought Lane Kiffin up originally, right? I love the idea of Lane Kiffin. I think, I know, I think fucking broke nose Carl doesn't, doesn't love Lane Kiffin too much, but we're going we're to call Carl broke nose Carl for, for a second. Um, I love Lankin, man, because what he's been able to do with Ole Miss, and, I, and even even in terms of the recruits that he's gotten, and they've moved on to the next level, I would say that Lane is a successful coach. He's a head coach, opposing of Ed, and I think he's okay being in the limelight. He's okay being in like the idea of like being LSU's head coach, right? So I think the, the idea of like Lane being in the spotlight is okay. Whereas like maybe Ed, I, I don't know, I feel like Ed Ogeron, I think you refer, referred to it earlier, like he wasn't used to being the man. So now that he was, he didn't know what to do with the shit, right? Lane knows how it is to be the man, right? So therefore, I think he would be okay with LSU. And Ed's been an interim and he had success in that. Right. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And look, people don't like Kiffin because of how he is, okay? And I understand that. Like, I'm not like that as a, as a coach. I'm not, I'm not like he is. But LSU is very different. LSU is off. Like, LSU as a fan base is off. Right. Like, when you look at the conference, the way other teams in the conference view LSU, they view it as a, as a like, crazy fan base, passionate group. Lane Kiffin got some, got some I, I don't know the right word, um, I don't give a shit in him. And I think at LSU, you need that. That's a great one. Yeah, I like you, that. You need that. Like, less is I for, for all, all Les's flaws. He had some I don't give a shit in him, too. He did, yeah. And with the, the the type of people we have here, I feel like he would fit in tremendously with the culture of people of Louisiana. With what he does on offense and the, the skilled players that are in the state of Louisiana, my God. I think it could be something special. Now, of course, you, you got to have some reservations about some of the things in his past, okay? But what he's done at Ole Miss in a very quick amount of time, right? I think says something. Of course, you you know you hear Urban Meyer, no thank you. Um, so you know you hear you hear some different names, okay? I think realistically, you prop my opinion. You're probably looking at James Franklin. I've heard that Lane Kiffin wants the job badly. Really? I've seen that multiple places. Um, my brother told me he's, he's heard that that his his camp has reached out and like they, they just don't want to. Is it LSU that's kind of holding back? I mean LSU's going to do their due diligence. Got it, got it. Got it. Um, there was a guy that went on a show today in Pittsburgh who said he wouldn't doubt if Mike Tomlin wasn't interested in LSU or USC what? because there's about to be a change there with Roethlisberger leaving, and so they may have to start over soon. Oh. I don't see that at all. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Very interesting. Am, am, am I mad about that? No. What's no, not, but, not whatsoever. But he's been an NFL coach for 15 years. Yeah, has I, it been that long? Yeah. He was 32 when he took over. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I. I, I don't know. Like. Not a big fan. No. I'm looking for an offensive coach. I like Kiffin's. I don't give a shit attitude. 
Of course, my guy is Lincoln Riley. I, I have not hid from that from the very beginning. Everybody gave me shit for it. You know, you see things all over the place. You got LSU fans tracking planes all day long. This is gonna, this is gonna play out, y'all, until after Thanksgiving. I mean, so, so, oh, go ahead, Clay. You know, you want the offensive coach, so you're not Dave Aranda. You wouldn't want him back. No. Dave Aranda's been a, too early. He's yeah. been a head coach for two years. Yeah, too early. And then, of course, offense. I mean, you got Joe Brady, but he still don't want Joe Brady. He's, 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 he doesn't have that experience. I mean, yeah, he's in the NFL now and this and that. And he was there with us in '19, but it, yeah, he doesn't have that experience. And he doesn't want to coach college. He's made that very known. He despised recruiting. Like I, I've, I've heard through various, you know, different places. Not like not any sources. I've read this. Yeah, that he has said the idea of like. Having to talk to 18-year-old kids every day is just ridiculous to him. <laughs> he's more of an NFL guy. I get it. You know, I, I can understand that. Um, I, I don't even think he's on the radar. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah I, I really. He's in that. You know, everybody's top 10 list that they've been posting yeah. everywhere. But he's gonna be a head coach in the NFL bottom, next year. You know, he's at the bottom of that list. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's, he's gonna be an probably, NFL head coach. Probably part well, of well, so, so going back to like the motivation behind posting that Ed is. You know, Coach O is not going to be the head coach anymore. What do you guys think about like the the motivation behind that? Is it is it to get excitement about what's going on in terms of like hiring a new coach? Because you know, losing what what's the record? We're four and three. Yeah. Right now, four and three. I mean, that's not a good record for LSU. No. LSU football that is unacceptable. We all expect better than that. Do you think it's to 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 stint excitement, or do you think like we're announcing it because of contract negotiations, or is it like more underlying? What, what do you guys think? Is it, is it more of like a publicity thing, or is it just more of the money? I mean, in my opinion, it's a various things. Number one, to me, the early signing period is in December, so you need to let recruits know now that yeah. because, okay, yeah, LSU didn't have a coach, whatever, okay? But by doing this, you're setting yourself up to hire someone when, right when your season's over. You're going to hire someone, okay? So that gives that those coaches a couple of weeks to renegotiate those relationships and to put their class together. I think the other factors are everyone's talking about it. Everybody wants Ozron going. He's not going to be back. So the people who might not have went to games, they may go to games now. They may go to home games. Now, they had a good crowd Saturday, which was surprising. But... They did. They did. Like, they really did. Well, like under five thousand of like packed uh, capacity, right? Yeah, and yeah. it was at eleven o'clock, which is impressive in itself. Yeah, it is. But so now you might get bigger crowds. You know, I don't know. I mean, just the things you read about players didn't want to play for him anymore. I don't know how much that stuff's true. You just, I think there was just a lot of factors there. But I think the biggest thing is to the big dogs that you really want. You saying, "Hey, we coming. We want you. Like, yeah. we serious." Because it's one thing when you say, hey, Lincoln Riley, we want to hire you. Well, you got a coach. No, we don't, dog. Not anymore. No, we don't. We committed to not having a coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing, you know, to play into that is it, it starts stirring shit up. And it starts, you know, there start being names thrown in the hat. And then it makes those teams question their coach. And it, it's like... So are, are you leaving us? And then all of a sudden, maybe that team falls apart for the rest of the season, and it gives LSU a better chance of, okay, I can go in. This team's shooken up, so we can go in and play, you know, beat them. Yeah, and it hurts their recruiting as well. Yeah, it, 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 it just stirs everything up, and nobody knows what's going to happen. 
I mean, you know, you know, Saban's not leaving. Like that's yeah, that's obvious. He's, but like he's all a, these other teams, everyone, everyone's up for grabs. And, and I mean, Saban's the best, but like I don't want Saban. He's old. Like yeah, like I, I you want somebody long new, term, yeah, yeah. innovative. And, and look, Matt Muscona, and I don't know if y'all listen to Madden Sports Talk Radio. He he has been very outspoken about different things, and he said after the UCLA game when I was bitching and moaning. <laughs> The first name you heard was Lane Kiffin. Like, they were already talking about names after the UCLA game. So this has been in the works. Yeah. Keep in mind, this AD and this president did not hire Oaks. It was a different president. It was a different AD. And so every AD wants to hire their own coach. That's just a, just a reality. Right. Okay? That's and right. if you're not having success, then look, Woodward's an LSU guy, and he expects to compete for national championships. He's going to put his money where his mouth's at. You know, and it goes back to what I said. The last three head coaches at LSU have won a national championship. That is mind-boggling. It is. Yeah. Another name one that I've seen floating around is Stoops. Which one? Retired? Retired Stoops? Kentucky Stoops? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't see that. I just – he's a good coach, but to me he seems the Kentucky guy. You know what I mean? Great coach. I think he's perfect for that job. He's made Kentucky relevant. Hell, they beat the brakes off of LSU. You know, but it's just weird because LSU just fired their coach after they just beat Florida, and they have the same record as Florida does. And nobody's talking about Dan Mullen losing his job. And LSU's beat Florida for the last three years, which, by the way, I'm in the minority of a lot of people. I think Dan Mullen's a hell of a football coach. You like him? I think he's a hell of a football coach. Yeah. I think he'd probably be better in NFL. But I offensively, offensive, think about it. LSU held them minus that Hail Mary before the half, to right. si- basically to six points. They ended up with 42. Made it some tweaks on, on offense, and they were and blowing they blew, and going. They blew it up, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But, you know, I, look, look, we can talk about LSU all <laughs> freaking night, night. Yeah. And, and, and we will continue to talk about it as For it progresses. Sure. Yeah. But what I want to know is, how the hell, or why the hell do you keep traveling all over the damn country? <laughs> you go to... Freaking conferences, you go to Chicago. Tell me about what the, tell me about what the hell you've been doing, bro. Oh man, it, it, it's it's been a little bit of a shit show to be to be honest with you. I, I know you have your own opinion upon like traveling just in general, so I want to I want to hear you later <laughs> later on today uh, tonight. Excuse me, but a, a couple different things on on this, on this point, right? Like, so I was going, I went to Dallas first. Uh, it's called Ursa uh, Holy Roller. Oh, uh, Ultra. Yeah, um, I went to a conference called URSA, which is which is the International Health and Racket Sports Club Association. There we go. So it's like owning gyms. So so think about like the biggest fitness conference in the United States. That's what URSA is. This year, unfortunately, because of COVID concerns, normally international means that there's inter, you know people from other countries um this year wasn't as big this is my first ursa that i've ever been to it was downtown dallas which was absolutely fantastic everything's really really close by you can walk we stayed around downtown like the airbnb like um it was great got to learn a ton got to you know so explain this let me ask you this is it like it's about running the business or is it about like i'm just making this up like specific lifts um, no, I, I would say it's more about in general the industry, right? So there's like um, there's head speak like um, keynote speakers. So like everybody goes to and th- thank you, thank you, Dad. 
And then there's a, and then also. Thank you. Thank you. And then there's like, um, like almost side sessions almost that you can, so really. Breakout sessions. Yeah, breakout sessions. You pay a certain amount and you can either like, you have three days to really take advantage of whatever you want to take advantage of, right? And so I'm a, I'm a nerd. I love lectures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I have me, my notebook. I'm like scrubbing everything down. I got there like Tuesday night, um, walked around downtown Dallas a little bit because I've never really been downtown Dallas. And then um, saw like a weird fucking art thing, which was like an eyeball, which is a huge Yeah, ball. I saw that. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, super, super weird. Um, the next day, it was, hey, 8 a.m. sessions, right? So 8 to about 5, you're in pretty yeah. much sessions all day. Um, and then there's a social aspect of it, right? Like, hey, you get to meet this person in this session. Or, hey, we're going to hang out or have dinner at this. So yeah. it's a really good opportunity just to learn from other individuals, right? And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from any kind of conference. It's not like... I don't need to play politics because it's not like I'm gaining any advantage, right, uh, from, from hanging out but with But you might people. learn one thing. If you learn one thing yeah. that can uh, change the game for you or save you a little bit of money or make you more money, that that's worth it, right? So um, It sounds exactly like the American Baseball Coach Association Clinic. Kind of same. Eight same, to five. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds same cool. concept. How, how was downtown Dallas? I've never been to Dallas. So... It was good. Yeah, I mean, there's any like any downtown area. There, there's a handful of like homeless people, right? Yeah. There's this new area called the like AT and T Center area, and there's nothing but freaking security guards everywhere. So obviously, AT and T knows what they're doing. They redid this whole area. There's a place called like Jackson Brewery, which is a really nice place. Um, uh, a fitness equipment company called Matrix. They actually sponsored a party that, thankfully, I was I was fortunate enough to get into, and uh, it was at this place, Jackson Brewery, That's awesome. and it was a blast, man. You know, you talking about live band, you talking about this whole bar open to like just the people who were invited, and uh, it was really really cool. Right before the event started happening, it was the first game for the um, hockey, whatever Dallas is. Hockey. All right, okay, all right, <laughs> whatever it is, right. Dallas, Dallas stars. stars, Dallas stars. There's this huge high rise, right in down like the AT&T area. They play the fucking game on on the high rise. It is literally like I, I kid you not, a 40 foot screen that they play the game in. So you walk out and all you see is like green jerseys of the Dallas Stars ready to watch the game, dude. It was. It was unlike any other. They ended up winning like last couple minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't like hockey, but the fans are passionate. It was Tyler. Kid you not. I was. I got goosebumps. My hair r- rose up on the back of my neck. Here, listening to the Dallas fans. Yeah, no, I did, yeah, no idea what they were cheering about. I didn't. I was, <laughs> I was already in the bar and, and and conversating, right? So I had no idea what was going on, but. You just know that, right? Like, yeah. we've been to enough sports game where we know when something good is going, you, you feel that. Yeah, it, it is special, and you feel that, right? I, look, I, I'll say this. One thing I can't connect with all that with, with, like, conventions and stuff, man. Like, people don't understand how long, like, oh, you, you got a day off of work, you're going to a convention. People don't understand, no, man, like, how don't. grueling of a day it is. Yeah. You're sitting there because you, you are a nerd, and you're listening. You look, <clears throat> you look down at your watch. 
It's been six hours and you're like, oh shit, I don't eat lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and, I do. And then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, my hips hurt, my back hurts, whatever. <laughs> and like, oh, they got a party or not. You're just going to drink. Well, hell yeah, I'm going to drink when I'm I need to, but down. at this point, yeah. Yeah, and like, you said it, man. You're just trying to learn one thing, make you a little bit better. Like, yep. I, I encourage people, whatever field you're in, to go to conferences places. Yeah. Because it's pretty awesome to see a bunch of people. Because you, you kind of said it. You see people who are doing what you do and are passionate about what they're doing. And like you said, you don't have to kiss nobody's ass. You're just there to learn and to better yourself. Like, it's a cool experience. But I just wish you'd have invited me. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> I've never been to Dallas. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way, right? <laughs> so so funny, funny thing about that, you know, I... You know, Bobby and I are involved in Anytime Fitness clubs, right? Yeah. Anytime Fitness gyms. Well, one of the co-founders, Chuck Runyon, was at Ursa. He was he was a part of like the, uh, a panel discussion. In other words, he was a guy speaking. Yeah. And you know, we just run into into him, and it's just funny. Like, you you really figure out this whole time. You think about a CEO of a, a really big Fortune 500 company, or like. Jeff Bezos or like any of these big guys, right? And when you when you talk to them, like they 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 shit the same way you shit. They put their pants on the same way you put your pants on, and it, it, it makes things it makes life a little bit more realistic, which in my mind is more motivation. So to like talk to a guy like Chuck Runyon, who's like really down to earth, super like super just a nice guy in general, it makes you appreciate like. I know he's balling. I know he has a ton of money. He doesn't have to spend the 10 minutes it took to talk to me, but he's going to do that anyway. And I think that's like, that makes capitalism, not to get like super political, but like, that makes people like him make capitalism look good. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's right? what makes America great. Exactly. I, I would totally agree. So like to sum up traveling, <laughs> tra- traveling to conferences, get what you can out of it. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Experience, like, talk to people maybe you've never talked to before and learn, man. Just be open and absorb information because I I probably have at least, like, eight pages of notes that I still got to go back, read through, and almost, like... Reprocess. Reprocess, yeah. chew on a little bit so I can pass that on. And that's the key. Don't forget to pass this shit on. I get the privilege, and I'm so fortunate to be able to go to Dallas and to be at this conference. Not every single w- person or club owner or gym owner gets to go to that. I have a responsibility, therefore, to pass that on to, to new people, right? I actually like, like before our seasons, I like to go back to a lot of my notes from conferences, even if it's like three years later, and I might take something different from when I wrote down. Yep. You know, it just it makes it cool. But yeah, but dude, here's the deal. You balling so so much, like you go from Dallas, you go straight to Chicago. Like we almost went to Chicago, by the way. But we almost picked up. But but JB didn't want us to go, so oh, we didn't go. He so said he said y'all shit. weren't invited, so we didn't go. <laughs> by the by the way, Tyler's so full of shit. Tyler, Tyler and Carl and their wives are always invited to anything I do. By the way, yeah, right. So he's full of shit. Thanks for the invite. He did talk about coming to Chicago, but I don't know. That was legit. If, the, if the people who can't, you know, have pushed back us closing on our house, hadn't pushed it back 55 times, we would have closed on our house. Right. But, dude, whenever they told us on Friday, or they told Katie on Friday at about noon that it was moved again for Monday, we almost booked Chicago. No, really? At that point? Oh, yeah, dude. We, she, she was about to start packing. Bro. But 
It was the it was the right decision for it, us. It, not it to. was a lot. Just man. the amount of money we're spending on stuff right now yeah. for the house, which we are closing tomorrow, by the way. Hey, not my- that anybody gives a shit. But <laughs> I was gonna say congratulations. I know it's been it's been a pr- okay. Hold on, you get, talk about. Let, let's talk no, about- no, no, no. I want to hear about your trip to Chicago. I ain't worried about my stupid. No, house. really quick. I, I gotta say this, okay. All the bitching and complaining that we all have about COVID, shit on back order, all this bullshit, nobody really understands the impact until you're in it. So until you're trying to buy a house or trying to, you know, think, just think about bigger things in life. Kudos to you and Katie for being dedicated and like sticking through the shit of like the COVID times or delays in building construction. We all know the lumber shortage. We all know this shortage. The cargo that's hanging out at the end of California that can't get in. Kudos to you, man. Congratulations to you and Katie for finally closing in your house. It'll be good to fucking have you in Yonju officially. No, I know. I can't wait. And we're very, we're very thankful. You know, we we got our furniture a while back because for some unknown reason, furniture's on back order. But everything's on back order. But yeah, we have we have that. I mean, we're, we're very very lucky as to what we have going on. Just the whole process has been ridiculous. Maybe I'll do my own pod one time. And bitch, after we close, and tell. Never mind. I'm not getting into that. No, I want to know. I want to know about Chicago, though. Okay. Um, Chai time. So a cu- couple different things. Um, I left Dallas Saturday, probably about midday, like 10 or 11. Uh, got to, got to O'Hare. There's two different, like uh, yeah. O'Hare and then another one, whichever the the other one is. Um, unfortunately, we were gonna go into the city. So Bobby, my business partner, he lives actually in the suburbs of Chicago. It's called Na- Neighborville. Super freaking nice place to live, by the way. Um, but it's suburbs. Like it's it's what you think. How to, how, I don't even know how to describe it. Think of Lafayette. Think of like Lafayette just in general. Downtown Lafayette. That's the suburb of Chicago. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like just in terms of scale, right. So when you go to like downtown Chicago. That's a whole nother story. Awesome place, by the way. It, it is It is a beautiful place. So, unfortunately, we were going to go downtown Chicago, like Michigan Avenue, all that fun stuff. You know, not not to be political on here, but there's uh, the police are on strike right now. So, when you think about Chicago, it is the, like, number one murder capital of the United States. And, you know, the police are on strike. We just kind of didn't have good feels about it, right? So we're like, you know what? Sorry, let me take a step back. They were on strikes because of vaccine uh, vaccine mandates, right? So the, the mayor of Chicago said, hey, everybody has to be vaccinated. Therefore, that makes the city. So therefore, the city. And, you know, over there, there's a ton of, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, labor... Um, Unions, unions. There's tons of unions, so obviously that didn't go over well with them, so they're on strike, right? Um, this was this past weekend when I was there. So we decided not to go there, went, went to Naperville. Naperville is, think about a Lafayette. No offense to Lafayette. I am, I love Lafayette. I will forever be here. Um, think about a very high-end Lafayette with a lot more people and a lot greener grass. And that's what you get from Neighborville. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like a like a river ranch, but everywhere. Like. Think about exactly a river ranch, but everywhere. There is, there's a, a I think it's Highway 59 where it goes like I don't know if it's north or south, east or west, whatever. It's nothing but fucking commercial and nice commercial businesses, right? Like you're talking about high end, high end shit. 
and it, and, and it goes with, with the population, right? Like, everybody there is probably well off. They started in the city, and they ventured out once they had families to the suburbs. So it's, it's a very, like, unique thing that people from the Lafayette area, Acadian area, don't really see very often. So there's one thing I could kind of, like, almost... I want to. I want to get your opinion on traveling. No, no, but you. But I'll say this: so yeah. people have ventured out to places like Broussard, yeah. Youngsville. I mean, it's not near the same thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like people have kind of moved out of the bigger city, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of like the North Shore with New Orleans. You know, it's not the same thing, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, so of the, you know, of the two areas, or excuse me, the two communities of the Acadian area, the two areas that are growing and not depleting. Or Youngsville and Broussard, and not 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 to not to throw myself out there, but I am a part of leadership Youngsville. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mayor, here he is, no, the Mayor of nice. Youngsville. By the way, I'm voting for Mayor Ritter. He's about to be, you know, up for election. I'm voting for him. I don't care who who else runs for mayor. I'm not getting political. Vote I'm, for Ritter. Yeah, I'm <laughs> voting for Ritter, no matter what. I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, Josh has said once Ritter steps down that he's in there like he's, no. he's, he's running, throwing, no, sir. throwing his, you know. I, can't I, I, I told, I told right Katie if we just stayed in Burke, I might have ran for town council. Dude, you should have. Right. No, seriously, there, there's going to be, okay, well, in now, the, dude, now, now we're all here, here so no. we can all do it here together. No, we, no thanks. Definitely bam, could. Run it. We can, I, I need we about can, 10 years. We could bring the Tri-City to Youngsville. Like we first. can be on city council, though. <laughs> they, they can do much better than me. <laughs> no, Tyler, I disagree. I 110% disagree. I would say that insights that we all have would just be really up. great. Just stop. Okay, I'll You're stop. full of shit. Right just now. stop. Or we just need somebody to keep us straight and like tell us the brutal honest truth sometimes too though. And that's tell my JB, right? <laughs> no. Come on. You, 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 you know what's up. I don't know what y'all talking about. Let, let's go back to traveling. Let, let, me, let me say one thing. I've never flown Southwest ever before. Somebody told me, hey, try Southwest. This was right when they were actually going through like ne- like negotiations with uh, vaccines and mandated vaccines, all that fun stuff. I booked super budgetable price, great price. You not only that, but you get two free check-in bags, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. The only thing that was weird for me was the unassigned seats. Yeah. That was really weird. So it's fine. You're one of the best parts about it. If you check in early. I'm not a huge fan of it. You're fine. If you don't check in early, I forgot. Because I was a little bit hungover, the, like going traveling to Naperville. I forgot. So I was in like the fucking, there's A, B, C. I was in C. That fucking sucks. <laughs> right? So you're either going to be in so between. You're like in, in economy, like, like most people, right? Well, I mean. Essentially, Southwest, everybody's economy, right? Like, but so you had to sit in the middle, didn't you? I definitely had to oh. sit in the middle, bro. <laughs> I, sat, I sat in the middle. Skiing. Super skinny, right? And it was my own fault. I didn't check in early. You can pay additional for that. But let me just say this. Southwest customer service was great. Flight was great. The pilot even had a couple jokes, which I appreciated. You don't always get that, right? Yeah. It, it depends on the pilot. But I would say my first like review about zero to ten for Southwest, probably give it about a seven point six. South Southwest is a good airline as far as all those things. I agree. I, I don't I don't necessarily like the no seat thing. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. Katie likes it, but I mean she's like on top of shit as far as like booking it. If you don't have like if you don't have kids with you, I think it's like very good. 
But with kids, I like the idea of having a seat. Like when I took my, when me and my dad and my uncle went to the LSU game, like we needed to have seats because with the two of them, like just it's not flying a lot. Yeah, it had been a lot. Dude, we're talking about traveling. I'm not gonna get into a lot because I, I know we've been on for a while, but like, you like traveling brings out the worst in people. It really uh, does. It can. Like, it can. Like people if get you allow it. And I know I've talked about this before. People get angry. People in the back of the plane try to get off the plane before the people in the front of the plane. Like, and I, and I'm, I'll I'll die saying this. The way we board planes. Now Southwest is different, but the way we board planes is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The fact that we board from the front to the back is just ridiculously dumb. You would think in 2021 we could have figured out to board from the back of the plane to the to front the front. of the plane. Yeah. Because who the hell really wants to sit on the plane and wait for other idiots to get on the plane? No one. First class people do. Why? Because they could get drinks. Okay. Right but, but, okay. So let's be that's real. It. But that's about it. So let's be real. So when you're getting on the plane and there's people sitting in first class, okay? Do you not Ooh. stare at them when you walk on? I do. Oh, I, I, look I at, stare at everybody. So, so Jonathan oh, yeah. Vilma one time. My wife wanted to like hug him. Cause she Jonathan Vilma's like one of her favorite but we realized I love Jonathan Vilma. We realized it too late. Okay, so I'm I'm mean mugging every and you can tell the people in first class hate it. They're like They're like, you know, trying not to make eye contact. It's so stupid. It is. America's so Definitely. stupid with stuff like that. We do dumb shit. But Southwest is good about the bags. Um, They're great about the bags. But there's no better place in the world than being in an airport and watching people. It's unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> tell me tell me more. What, what, is, it, is it situations you've been through or is it more just in general? I had to take a sip. Like, as a, as a human race, we are stupid. Okay? And I've talked about this before. Y'all know I'm right. We are so dumb. I'm getting dumb about the day. We are dumb. And there's, there's a lot of things you can point to with that. But you have to point no further than travel. Right, Just, right. Like I said, from the way we board. But it's, we land. We have to taxi all the way to the thing. And idiots are already standing up. Hey, dumbass, we have to taxi to the gate. You're sitting in row 37. Why what are do you, doing? you need to get off the plane first? When we landed, um, I don't know if it was in LA or if it was when we landed in New Orleans. Um, when we went to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, when we landed in Houston, when we went to Pasadena. There were, the people in the very back of the plane, we're sitting towards, like I would say row 11 or so, just the way it fell. They 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 like walk all the way, all the way up. Oh yeah, yours truly stuck his foot out and stood up. I cannot stand it. I cannot like the, people think their time is so much more important than everyone else's time, and that's yeah. just not a, a not a reality of life. Like everybody's t- is time is as important as the other person's, and I think that's one of the biggest things is people we've lost. Think about traffic, right? People blowing, like, don't get me wrong, there are bad drivers, but like, people just think that they gotta get where they gotta get and that's all that matters. Right. They don't care about anything that's else. Concerned about the safety of other people. No, it's- Zero patience, it's all about them. Yeah. Because their time yeah. is more important than everyone else's. And it's just, it's difficult to deal with. Like, I don't I don't know, there's just so- well, Also, when you, when you put people in, when you think about like being in an airplane, right? Depending on how big the airplane is, you have a, a, a good group of people in one spot. And I think when you put people all close together, 
some people are having good days, bad days. Maybe right. like who? Do, some people don't give a fuck, right? Right. Whenever you combine all that, you typically get some bad shit. Yeah. You get people with attitudes, and one attitude leads to another attitude, and it's it fucking it means- it's contagious at that point. When a couple people get attitudes, everybody gets fucking attitudes. I've seen it on planes. Now it hasn't been bad as like what you what you may see on like social media with like mask mandates and people like fishing fit over that. But I've definitely seen like the idea of um, <laughs> the idea of like people just like what the fuck you're doing? I need to get my bag down before you do. It's just a total dick. Instead of being like being like we're from South Louisiana, so I, I almost feel like I'm gonna speak for you guys. Like if we see a lady struggling, we're gonna fucking help. Hey, excuse me, ma'am. Would you like me to help you? Yeah, I asked for it. And we're gonna gonna help them off their with their bag, right? Because we're fucking good dudes. Not everybody's like that. Right. People have fucking attitudes and fuck them. Right? Why shouldn't we be courteous? Nobody wants to be in a fucking tube flying 33,000 feet in the air. Like we just gotta do it to get to the next next spot, right? So be a little bit patient with everybody. You know, be graceful. Thank the Lord that you, you're not having turbulence and you're going to crash. And just accept it and be okay with it. And no one wants to be on air any longer than they have to. You right. know, and you brought it up, but like, especially right now with the fucking mask mandates and COVID, like, nobody wants this shit. Nobody likes this shit. Everybody's fucking tired of it. Yeah. But like you said, you encourage, like, it, instead of helping the woman, you get mad at her for, you know, causing a fucking, uh, you know. She said. Yeah. Yeah. Just help her out and like she'll go, then you'll go, and everybody's fucking happy. So there's there's two. When I was a classroom teacher for 11 years, there was two. There was two things I always told my students. Number one, guys get over it. Girls are smarter than you. Okay, that's a fact. Y'all know it. Okay, that's not even debatable. I don't disagree. The second one, okay, I would always ask them. Okay, who has trust issues? Pretty much everybody raise their hand. Okay. So, like, okay, so you don't trust people. So let me ask you, did you cross a bridge coming to school today? Who crossed a bridge? Everybody. Who has flown before? Who has driven, who's been in a car? Hands right? up. Now, I, how much we trust the people next to us, as scary as that is, like, don't get me wrong, the, 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 a lot of times the security going through TSA, they're, they're assholes. They gotta be, because think about the people they're dealing with on an everyday basis. Right, the people that are going through there who don't want to follow the rules, who don't want to do, who want to do what they want to do, whose time is more important than everybody else's. Like in a way, you could see why they would be an asshole because they're dealing with assholes every day, you know. And so it's try as much as I love to travel, and I, I really, I always say I hate people. I really don't, but I hate stupid people. Yeah, I hate people who who are selfish, and you get so much of that, you know, traveling and. I don't know, man. Like, well, can, so speaking of TSA, I'm I'm gonna put a plug in for a company that 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 I utilize and that I pay. Clear. They're no sponsor. It's clear. So I was. Uh, I, I might have told this story before. I was flying out of Orlando. We we had a really great night. My my flight was really early. I was running a little bit behind. Um, I've had a membership with Clear before. Canceled it. Then when I was in Orlando, the line was fucking forever. And if you need to skip a line, just sign up for Clear. I think they have a seven or 14 day pass that like totally for free, but you gotta cancel, you gotta remember to cancel it. You'll skip the whole line, 
Um, it's either uh, eye retina or thumbprint that you that you clear, but um, that's why it's called clear, obviously. I pay like 120 bucks a month because I fly so much. Yeah, right? it makes sense oh, for a you year. for sure. Um, a year. I, I, Is I it a year? Too. It's a year. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So 120 bucks <laughs> a year, and um, all I I literally go to them, show them my pass, do my eye retina scan. They literally cut me in front of everybody and get me in front of the guy. They don't need to see my license. They don't need to see anything. It's right then and there. There he is. The man with the plan. Hawk Money is on the pod officially. What's up, Hawk? What's up, guys? Hawk, are you, are you a Red Sox fan like your man Cheese? Hell yeah, I'm a Red Sox man, fan. Man, I love that day, baby. I love, because that was the next thing we were going to talk about. Oh, that's cool. I love that you have on that Nichols hat right now. Uh, you in UL country. Yeah, that's fine. And, and, and UL as good as UL is this year. Sure did struggle with my Colonels, though, huh? They're not that good, but they... Who's not that good, UL? I, I think they're all right. Like, I, I think they played really poorly that night. Yeah, I know who's not all right. Nichols. I mean, for, for them, they're all right. I mean, he, you know, he lately, he's deflected from the Red Sox taking that whip in the day. I, I will say this about the postseason, though. It's 2-2. Two, two. No, it's not. The Astros won the day. They dominated the day. It's 3-2. It's 3-2. Going to game six. Yeah, they're going, going back to Houston, baby. Going back to Houston. The game, it's, it's going game it's seven. It's going to be tough. It's going game seven. Yeah. It's going game seven. Beat them drums, baby. It's going game Ironically, ironically, I know you were probably playing volleyball. You can see it. Bro, they had to stop the game when the Red Sox were hitting. There was a light flashing in the center field. So people already speculate, what the, fuck, see that. What the fuck were the Red Sox doing? It was while the Red Sox were hitting. No. There, was a, there was a light that was like changing in the outfield. I, I seriously doubt it was anything, but people are speculating because Cora was, you know, the mastermind behind the whole right. Astros thing. But baseball is crazy, and we'll, we'll briefly talk about postseason. Dude, the Astros, not true. one game one came from behind, one game one. They were lucky. Framber was awful. Games two and three, massacres. Game four, down two to one most of the game. Altuve hits the bomb, make it two to two, score seven with two outs. And, you know, the, the common theme, and I don't dislike the Red Sox, but the common theme amongst Red Sox fans is, oh, that was strike three, Castro struck out. Well, they forget about Devers really struck out in the first inning, which allowed him to walk, which allowed Bogarts to hit the two-run home run. So the Astros would have won one nothing anyway. Either way. So the guy last night shouldn't be calling high school baseball. That was behind the plate, Lad Diaz or whatever. He should not be calling high school baseball. <laughs> it was that bad. Dude, was, I, I, they, they had a thing on um, on Twitter. I think he missed 29 strikes. Like, he got 29 pitches wrong. Whoa. You cannot be calling an ALCS game. So, the but, fuck is he doing? Yeah. and so He's from they, Houston. <laughs> so, so th- well, did, did he did a bad job of screwing up <laughs> in the that, first inning? Is that, is that uh, a proof or is that like legit? Well, he really screwed up in the first inning, and that helped him. But, but if you look, but if you look at how crazy it really is, because they were six outs away from being down three games to one, that veteran group finds a way, wins. Dominate today. Framber Valdez goes eight innings today. No one has gone eight innings this whole postseason. The Astros starters in the series had gone six and two thirds combined before today. And he goes eight. If they really would have needed him to, he could have he could have thrown the ninth too. Like what, what was it in the, the bottom of the ninth? Like it was eight to one or not, I don't remember nine, nine like, one, yeah, whatever. I mean, but he, he threw less than hundred pitches. And 
Oh, he was great. He saved the bullpen, so he's made everyone fresh again. To where they're Just to get rocked. They're all they're all ready to go. As a fan, though, I will say, with how bad Garcia's been and as bad as Urquidy's been, I don't feel great. But I will say this, and y'all, you know, I'll pay attention to Astros big time. Garcia's splits on the road compared to at home are two completely different things. Um, my prediction before was the Astros in six. I think it's going seven because I think the Astros will be very conservative with who they use unless they're winning late in the game. But I think they'll be conservative um, because they want to go all in on game seven. With that being said, what Framber did has allowed them to be able to be more aggressive in game six. It's going to be very interesting because Cora went all in game five. Yeah. You know, and I'm sorry, game four. He brought Ivaldi in, which I think, look, as a coach, I think it's moronic to bring back your starter on two days rest. I think it's not fair to him. It was a terrible decision. But he's done it in the past and it's worked. And so Alex Rodriguez, as much shit as people give him, was right. It's the first time Cora has went all in and, and went on a whim like he does in the postseason and it didn't work. So now he's got a decision to make. Do you throw him again on two days rest when he just threw about 30 pitches? and start him to where now he's might be giving you four, maybe five? Or do you say, no, I move my other starter up on one less day rest and say and have to wait for game seven? It's Chris Sale starting. Chris Sale started today. Sale started today. So, oh, that's what I read. Yeah. So it would be, what, Rodriguez or whatever, but he's on one less day of rest. So the Astros will have Garcia, who didn't throw a lot, on full rest, which I didn't like the move when they brought Evaldi in. I didn't really understand it. I thought I thought you know your bullpen was thrown okay, you know, um, but Smoltz did a good job of explaining. They were trying to wait it out because they knew the Astros just didn't have enough arms left. So in his mind, it was let's throw him three innings. After Presley, the Astros are gonna have to go. I'll take another all The Astros were gonna have to go um, to Framber, who started today. So the Astros were out of pitching, so he went all in, and it backfired. And so he's in a bind now. But if the Red Sox win game six, he's okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's, re- he's redeemed himself a little bit. Right? Major League Baseball's got a problem. Games are way too long, okay? But for people who are baseball, so boring. You don't watch the postseason, then. Because postseason baseball, there's it's nothing different. It's, it's nothing different. Boring. You walk a guy, animal. you walk a guy, or you throw a ball that was a strike, the next pitch you might hit in the gap and it scores two runs. Right. So every pitch you're living and dying by it. And Smoltz, John Smoltz is as good as it gets as a as a um, as a color guy. Like you know, he's not Joe Buck who's who's giving you the play by play. But John Smoltz is breaking down what's happening. He knows more in detail. Yeah, and he's he's as good as it gets in that. He's telling you why things are happening. Oh, you know, this could happen and whatever. And it, the, the series is just. Shifted momentum so much, and and me and Cade Mitten were texting about the game last night. You know, because I'm like diehard Astros guy. It just takes one swing, and then boom. Fenway was rocking the other night. What? It was rocking last night. Altuve hits a home run, dead. Right? Then Brantley gets on. The Bregman hits into a double play. They get out of it. Yeah. They okay. And then they get to the ninth, and it was like base hit today. Quiet, 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 right? Hit a home run in the first inning. It gets loud again. They get two on. Double play. Quiet. And the Astros just took advantage of it. Like, 
it's just crazy Mo- momentum right like that that's that's the name the name of the game when it comes to like big time sports is momentum that's it if you get the the, the change of pace you're golden right so if you guys had to to pick so we have houston and um fuck help me out Astros, but red sox houston and in boston and then you have Los Angeles and uh, Atlanta, right? Yeah. Who you guys got? Well, you had yesterday, the Braves are up. They blew a lead, right? The Bra- yeah. Braves blew a lead to go up three games and none. So I'm like, all right, that series is over. The Dodgers are going to win. Braves are winning 5-2 to two right now. And uh, what is that, the 6 or the 4? I can't tell. Six. The yeah. 6. Yeah, bottom 6. Now, one thing, okay, this game's not over. The Dodgers have so much experience there and the Braves don't. It makes a huge difference. When, like, I was talking about me and Katie texting last night. I told him, game's two to one. He said, Javier's pitching so well. He is. The Astros got to score. Because two runs is not going to win that game. Right. And it obviously didn't. I thought four or five runs would win the game. To me, in this game, it's five to two. And I don't know enough about the Braves. I find it hard to believe five runs is going to win this game because of what happened last night where the Dodgers hit the home run. Right. I mean, if you're asking me right now, it's going to be the Astros and the Braves. That's what like I'm pulling for because the Astros get home field. Wait, hold, hold on. Can, can I can I bring back to whatever episode it was? And I you picked the Braves to beat the Astros. I did pick Braves Astros finals. Braves do beat the Astros, but I think naturally I'm I've, I've become more and more of an Astros fan, so I'm okay either way. I, I just want Braves and Astros in finals in, in, in the World Series. That, that, that's, that's my dream. I'd love to see. It. What's crazy to, to me is like the Dodgers. That'd be have, the worst World Series ever. The, the, the Dodgers have all this firepower and they have all these big contracts, but I actually think the Astros, the Braves are a worse matchup for the Astros than the Dodgers are. The really? Braves have pretty good pitching. Now the Dodgers have a deep bullpen, so I, I mean, I, I guess you can go either way. Um, I, the way the Astros are pitching right now, maybe it's the opposite now because the Braves don't swing it as well, and especially since it looks like McCullers is probably out for the year. Um, I, I think it's going to be difficult for the Astros to win the World Series without McCullers. If they had McCullers, I'd say they're a clear on favorite. Right? A little bit different, yeah. You know, but, but the Dodgers are having some issues. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's wide open. Like, I could see the Red Sox winning the next two. I could see the Dodgers winning the next, what, three games. I could see the Braves. It, it's just, it's wide open. And it's what's, what's making this postseason really good. Yeah. And it's what I thought wasn't like no clear dominant team. No, like you're 100 percent sure this team is going to win the World Series. Yeah, Dodgers were supposed to be. Yeah, well, and if if Trevor Bauer wasn't a weirdo, you know, they probably would be. You know, (laughs) but I mean, think about it. They would have Bauer, Scherzer, and Kershaw is hurt right now. But then Kershaw, like, just just end it. Just give him the trophy. Yeah, it's over. But the postseason, so much weird shit happens. Always. You know, so many weird things happen. It's. I don't know. She sent me a text. They play tomorrow night, and he's like, Astros uh, and Red Sox, game six in Houston Friday night. He put this emoji. I said, don't threaten me with a good time. He knows damn good well he ain't going. Cheese ain't going nowhere. No, he ain't going. <laughs> he got to watch them kids. <laughs> so, Hawk, huh? what are your picks? He's going to say Red Sox. Wait, I, wait, wait. First of all, I missed the intro. I was supposed to do the intro, so I'm going to have to come on another pod. Yeah. Because <laughs> this pod is sponsored by Corner Bar, One Drink, You Know the Rule, except, and Blue Moon. Except, not tonight, except we didn't get one tonight. We didn't get that tonight. Wait, what? We did not get that. No, we did not get the free drink tonight. They, 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 they losing it. They, 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 they are. So, well, hey, I, I tell you what, Hawks, since we got you on for a few minutes, how you feeling about your patch right now, man? Look, the games that we lost, 
all the games are one possession games that we lost. We got a rookie quarterback. Look, we have no real like deep threat receiver. How you feel about Mac Jones? I honestly like Mac Jones. Oh yeah, man. he is holding his own. Yeah. Like he was two yards away from beating Tom Brady because he should have made that damn field goal. I'm sorry, I don't care how long it was. Soon, but like, bro. So Tom Brady drives down, no rain, scores. We get the ball. Oh yeah. It starts pouring. Yeah, it, I'm oh, like, it, it wasn't course. barely raining. It was oh, it was pissing. I'm like, of course. And then Mac Jones in the pouring rain drives down the field, get him in field goal range. It's fourth and three. Yeah, we converted those all game. I say we should have went for it, but off the upright. I mean, what you gonna do? I mean, I, I like Mac Jones. If they open up the playbook, what like you saw it in the Bucks game? They opened up the playbook in the monsoon rain, and he drove down the field to set up a possibly game-winning field goal. Yeah, it went up the upright, but I mean, it's life. Shit happens. JP over here texting. Who the fuck I'm you texting? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my phone is on. Let me tell y'all something about JB. <laughs> Out there playing volleyball, JB got all these muscles and can't hit the ball over the net on the serve. <laughs> Hold Are y'all on. on the same team? No, no. I would watch. I watched them play before. How many? How many times did I hit the net? Like three. No. Me too. It's all right. I did it once. That's the worst night I've ever had. Oh, you're right. You did do sure. it. Once. I did it once. The second time it went under the net. <laughs> Okay, I, I, got, I got a question, though, okay? Okay, please, go. Wait, how does it feel that Katie's the best athlete in your family? Oh! Like, does she God. teach y'all kids how to, like, to throw, oh my to play catch? Yeah, that's And you fun. just watch? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not the best one for sure. Brady is, but, you know. Let me ask y'all this. What is the obsession with beach volleyball? It, bro, it's... But it why? So, I started playing it. I like it better than softball now. Yes, absolutely. Like, I played... We had a softball game and a volleyball game tonight at the same time. I play volleyball over softball. It's more interactive. It's fast. Like and you're in every play. Softball, yeah. you can be in the outfield and just yeah, not even get a ball the whole game. Yeah. Volleyball, volleyball, the ball is coming to you almost every play. No. Because you hit the ball like three times before it goes back over. I still love softball and how it feels. Like to hit a ball feels great. But volleyball, yeah, it's just like so much more action. It's action packed the whole entire time. What I don't like is the fucking sand. All That's why I wear body, long leggings. On your, in, in my eyes. Wait, hold, hold on. My Hulk, eyes with contact, Hulk was watching us play, and he didn't want to give me a fucking high five. Because I was so fucking sandy. This dude full of sand wanted to come <laughs> shake my hand. But it's a combination of I'm so sweaty, hairy. And I fucking and you want to come sand. shake my hand. I wanted to hug you. I won't say you the other reason, me. but yeah. Wait, what's that? Oh, it's because you're white. Yes. <laughs> he can say it. I, yeah. I don't want to throw that out there. It's okay. Well, actually, I was going to say, Hold on. it's because you're can from we, Patterson, can not we, City. That could probably be the case, that, too. That was it. Can we talk yeah, about he, Tyler and playing in the Halloween tournament coming on the Yeah, y'all need to play. I'm no, so we, excited. We, we are, but here's the deal. Let's Wait, y'all, y'all are playing? He well, is. Apparently. He is. Okay, but here's the deal. What are y'all dressing up as? Dude? Or you? I'm not telling you. Okay. Here's <laughs> the deal. Hey, that's fine, because <laughs> I'm not telling y'all what I'm dressing up as. It's honestly not a big deal. Wait. 
Last year, JB dressed up as television. Cotton nail. Toilet tissue. <laughs> fucking toilet paper. I was super plush, bro. Why are you getting mad? Because he, he was so shitty last year. That's why he dressed oh! up as so, 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 here, so here's the problem for us in that, though, is that Brady has two games that night. So we're not even available to the earliest 7.30. I'm not missing my kid's game oh. to go do that shit. I can tell you that. But I will say this. And I told JB, and I know y'all can't understand this. I'm just not like that. Like, I don't need to go play something. And I think it's because of what I do. Right. I think because of my profession. Like, in the past, let's say, I'd have 40 games a year that ultra competitive every day. I have practice every day. I don't need to feel the ball hitting off the back because I'm hitting it off the fungo every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think it's just different. JB, stop doing squats. Like I think it's I think it's I think it's just different for me in that my life is one big competitive game every day. And so like when I get home I don't wanna do that. Like I'm the opposite of a lot of people. Like some people can't turn it off. I can. Because when I go home I wanna I wanna spend time with my kids, I wanna spend time with my family. You're not competitive with your wife when y'all play Monopoly? We don't play Monopoly. But you won't <laughs> this is a long ass game, I don't believe it. Is a long it's ass almost game. like one of those things like you, you won't I had enough of it, but I had enough of it. But you're doing it every day. So I like, want to be a normal person. You like, get that release, we don't. Volleyball is normal. So that's like all, But, but that's what, are you doing, what are you doing all day? What am I doing all day? That, Working. That, that's what I'm saying. My, my job requires me to be competitive every day. That's my whole point. Like, so that release is happening to me every day. You haven't seen Hawk running around that hospital delivering shit. Like I have. That dude's competitive. The thing is competitive out there. He's running that hospital floor. Yeah, but it, right? like, to, to tell yeah, that's my no, point. I, to, I get hey, what you're saying. Hold on, to Tyler's point. To Tyler's point, like even even in business, right? Like there's no oh fuck. There's no competitiveness in terms of like oh hey I'm gonna. I keep trying to move this over. Let's <laughs> go. So so it's difference between like um, I get I get what he's saying. Yeah, like yeah. No, if sure. I'm competing, in, you know, I own gyms. So like for me to compete against a different business is one thing. To me, to, for me to compete against you, Hawk, to play beach volleyball, I wouldn't I'm suggest gonna, it. I wouldn't either because you'd kick my ass, and I'll admit that. But fuck that, I would try my <laughs> hardest. I would literally try my hardest you know to try. I hope y'all are in our pool. We won't. I hope y'all are. We won't. I hope y'all are in our pool. What medal are we going for? The silver? No. Bronze? So, so it I'm starts off. Everybody's no in one pool. Oh, that's right. And then they, they and then yeah. it breaks off yeah. like doing right. Hey, we, so, we got that. We got so that. So fuck that. To, we got to, that. To some, to some. Let me sum this up for us. I, sure. I think I think we're towards the end. And then and, I, I got to get back to one point. Okay. Perfect. I would say that. Being competitive is one thing if it's your career. It's another thing if you personally need that in your life. And I feel like me, I need that in my life. I need to physically be competitive. Whereas Tyler, because you're competitive on a daily basis, you get that kind of taste, right? So you want kind of the opposite of that, where where maybe us three want to move into that, right? Clayton, what, what's your point? I was just trying to make a point about myself. Like, no, no, yeah, no, and no, JB just took over. No, no, that, that's good. He understands. Hey, I try, no, I do. I do. He and I have had that I conversation. Clayton, fin- no, so the only point. pushback I have is I don't need to be competitive. It's just how I am. <laughs> With every, like, it doesn't matter what's going on. Everything I do. Yeah. Our family gets together for Thanksgiving, and we do like karaoke competitions. I want to win. 
It's just you're gonna get dubbed. So Whatever it is. So, I just, so you do need to. You have I don't need to. You need it's to. just you how to. I am. It's just yeah. my personality. Yes. Yeah. It's just that. Like I come yeah. to the bar, I I drink Blue Moon. He wants to talk louder. If I play Uno, I'm winning. You're gonna you're gonna get the dub. You're gonna get the dub. Even if it's my against my nephew. Okay, hold, hold on. Hold on. Them kids. We we were we were. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that tell you that very often. So we're, we're, me and Clayton are playing volleyball, beach volleyball. Hawks hang, you know, just, just supporting whoever is playing. He's fucking like talking shit to us the whole time. Both teams. But in, in a constructive way though, I would say 95% of your uh, criticism was positive. Meaning like, JB, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop being so close to the net. Back up some. It's all perspective, right? And I think that goes a lot to say with, like, being competitive. Because I'm the spastic guy who, like, just wants to do everything, right? Like, I'm, I'm just goofy as fuck. Hulk can be calm, chill. You're like, Josh, stop fucking being so close to the net, bro. Like, it's okay. I just want y'all to be great. It's like, I know y'all saw the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, of course. When he was sitting in the chair, he's like... If y'all don't want to play like that, then don't play like that. That's right. This is how I play. This That's how like, I am. Compared to Hawk, we have to look spastic because he's just not as long as him. <laughs> like, that dude covers... He, he can literally is, is, play four-on-one and dominate. Is because, it like, long he's or, just there. or athleticism? Well, both, but, you know, I'm not discounting that on us. Right. He has a little height and reach advantage. I'm not saying he might not be more athletic. I'm just saying I'm not discounting on Wait, so Carl got a nose job, huh? Yeah, you missed he that did not. <laughs> JB hey. told me he got a nose job because he, he wanted to look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what JB said. No, look. He said he even sent him edible arrangements. This episode is dedicated to my boy Carl Anderson. R.I.P. Carl. R.I.P. Welcome, welcome, welcome of the pod. He, uh, you know, unfortunately got hit hit in the nose with a softball. So he can't Broke his shit. No, it's actually a, a long story, Hawk. <laughs> we covered that earlier, too. Let's just say he made a bad decision, maybe, and... Was, to play sports? There's repercussions. <laughs> no, not necessarily. He was coaching. There's repercussions to bad decisions. And unfortunately, I, I feel like he, he, he may have gotten one of those. But all the love and support to Carl. He did get an edible arrangement earlier today. And um, just out of love. And uh, he, he'll, he'll have a full recovery. He'll be good. But he, he's also missed at the same time. So... Shout out to Carl. Hashtag. Shout out to all you dumbasses that listen to this every week and waste <laughs> the, an the, hour of your time. The 55 listeners that we yeah, have. I mean, y'all, y'all really got to get a life. Like, hey, God. Look, let, let me... Let everybody me, say a prayer for Carl. Yeah. R.I.P. Carl. R.I.P. Carl. Send him flowers. Carl let, let, me, let me close this the way Carl would normally close this. Hey, guys. If you're not doing anything on a Sunday night, even though it's not Sunday night tonight, <laughs> not, even, not doing anything on a Sunday night, come fucking hang with us. We want your opinion. We want your comments. Hit us up on IG at Drunk on a Bucket. Um, your boy Clayton, your boy Hawk. I know we're gonna get you guys here again, but thank you guys for being on the pod. Hawk, send us off, baby. Hey, hey, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for checking in. Holla. <laughs>